You are now listening to Carly's Couch. I'm Carly. And I'm Lex. In this podcast, we discuss a wide array of topics about life and how to live your best life. Whatever that looks like for you. Hope y'all enjoy. Happy Monday. Welcome to Carly's Couch. It's Lextopia here. Cece Fierce. Oh, that was hard. I'm tired. <laughs> I can't even. I'm not even going to get hyped today. Because I, I just got to, I got to protect my throat. Look at you, see? I ain't had to. As soon as it left my lips, I knew. Look. There she goes again. <laughs> How you doing today, Lex? Besides tired. I'm not doing great. Um. <laughs> It's not actually. I'm not. It's not so much tired as um, I kind of got to conserve my energy. So mm-hmm. I know I got a lot of stuff going on. So I'm kind of uh, conserving to make sure I can make it through everything, get everything done. Um, but I'm really excited about a lot of things, and life is pretty good right now. What about you? Real good. I woke up. Um, it's been a heavy couple of days, but like woke up feeling refreshed and grateful um, as always. But even more so today. So and it's nice and sunny outside and mm-hmm. warm. I know, yeah. So it's like all of a sudden it was kind of fake winter and now it's really bright here. So that back is nice. Way. Yeah, but it'll be like back and forth, I'm sure, um, through the next couple of weeks. What are we talking about today? Um, well, today we wanted to talk about um, something in regards to love or we're thinking about relationships because it's Valentine's Day this week. And so in having... Uh, discussions about what we want to talk about. Usually Carly and I will try to have conversation and then just see what's going on. And so I was inquiring about her love life, which is how you know, I kind of wanted to start this conversation, but um, by asking her how her and a guy that I know that she likes are doing. And then so we just kind of talk about our situations and what it, that looks like as far as um, relationships, dating. And we kind of got to this idea of, you know, the anti-situationship in which um, man, we feel like we're in a good place where we really like somebody. Or you know, there's somebody we really care about, but it's not in a space that feels bad or desperate or um, that you need it. You're still taking care of yourself. And we realize how uh, you can still pace yourself in building relationships and dating in a way that doesn't have you feeling tied down to somebody. Um, and everything still feels good, and you still have your freedom to do whatever. And so we were just kind of talking around those concepts, and so today we want to, uh, I guess, kind of rehash through what that discussion looked like as far as an anti-situationship and how it feels good to kind of, like, not feel like you have to force something or, like, you're waiting for something from somebody else. So um, I think that was kind of good. Yeah, Recap. that's the whole episode. <laughs> All, right. All right, guys. Thanks. Have a good one. <laughs> Enjoy. Um, yeah, I think... And and we were when we were having this discussion, like we try to think of like topics and titles and things that you know help and give back. And she was like, "Yeah, the guy to the anti situationship," and I'm like, "Yo, like that is so real." Because um, I have been in a situationship before, and I am not, and it feels mad different. Like it's a very healthy place that I'm in now. Whereas for me, situationships were not healthy at all, and so. Like, what is a situationship to you? Because we can take it yeah, from there as far as... like maybe starting there. Yeah, what it is and our experiences and now like how it feels different and why. Yeah, so um, I don't know if I have a solid definition, but I'll just ex- mm-hmm. describe kind of what it was. It was like this person and I like weren't... Like we liked each other my the in the past, but like really, you know, liked each other, vibing and kind of dating but not really dating but there wasn't a lot of clarity in like where we were and um I often felt like 
towards the end, it was a lot more one-sided and it started to get really unhealthy. Um, wasn't a lot of communication. And it, when it was, there was some lying and some nonsense. And um, I think just a lot of immaturity. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, you care about each other, but you're not mature enough or you don't have enough wisdom like in your years to be able to communicate like where you are, what your boundaries are, like what you need and ask for that. And then maybe you're too scared you won't get it or you're scared they'll, they, that you will and you won't know what to do with it. Just all of these very unhealthy things. That, but a lot of them were unspoken at the time, which I think is um, probably one of the biggest things of like being in a quote unquote situationship is it's not quite a relationship, but it's maybe a little bit more than a friendship. But there's probably a lack of communication of like expectations and of what people want and need, mm-hmm. which leads to a lot of heartache. Mm-hmm. And so I would say a situationship is when you're expressing and dealing with all of that and you stay with that person. That's what makes it a situationship. <laughs> yeah. Essentially, like, that you're still around. You still, those feelings of, like, you're kind of waiting for them to change or you think you can make them change or help them change. Or, um, quite frankly, I think a lot of times it's when we are projecting uh, what we want, whether it's in the relationship or out of that person, onto the situation where it, not, it doesn't really exist. Um, and so because you're putting an expectation on something Mm -hmm. and on a person that they have not expressed or that they're not even showing you, honestly, now you are kind of self-sabotaging yourself. And so now you're in this emotional downpour of like, how can I do this? How can I change that? What can I do? And you feel like you're the one molding this whole relationship. That's how it feels um, to piggyback off some of the things you're saying and like tie it into like my feelings about it. It's like when when you like someone and you care about someone, and yet it doesn't feel good, and you're mm. just still there. Yeah. And you, or I felt, let me not speak for anybody else but myself, but I felt like, because um, we had, like, this great connection, we had talked about all these things that we did want, you know, to happen in our relationship in the future, mm-hmm. very future future tense. But then we got caught in this whole thing where it's like, oh, I'm not ready. But mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well, what can I do to show you that you're that you are ready or mm-hmm. that I'm the person for you? And, like, that is so unhealthy. Have like, you ever heard of the term future faking? Mm-mm. It changed everything when I saw that as a term that Natalie Liu, L-U-E, um, she's from the UK. She has the baggage reclaim. And we mentioned that before, right? But in her blogs and, and her podcast, she would talk about future faking in one of, the, one of the earlier episodes that I remember listening to. And I was like, oh, snap. That's usually what it feels like when, when you meet somebody and it feels like they're like, oh, man, like we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And like, let's do this. And it seems like they're like, they're faking you into feeling like, yeah, like we're gonna, you wanna be with me and you wanna do all these things. Although we really, like, you don't really even all the way know them maybe yet or whatever else. And so that future faking is kind of what makes later, it's like, yo, am I crazy? Because I thought, you know what I'm saying, we were in the same place. But then when it really comes down to decisions being made or, you know, those choices or when they kind of, it feels like, oh man, they're distancing themselves and it leaves you confused. Um, but then I thought about it, and it's like, oh, that with future faking, um, that's one of those things now after kind of just thinking about it that way, it's like, okay, you can identify when you meet somebody, usually they're trying to find like a quick connection and like, Mm -hmm. you know, you want to connect and you want to have conversation that feels good. So yeah, it's going to feel good. But then to understand that as you start to see if they start to, okay, like it seems like they're bored with it or they're not calling as much or whatever to be like, ah, you know, that's not for you to jump in and try to save it, to bring it back to what you thought it was because it wasn't really that. And to let them be like, oh, okay, go ahead. Because what's going to happen is those are the people who you distance and then they start getting hype and coming back a little bit and you get that back and forth, back and forth. 
So yeah. that yeah. future faking yeah. kind of sets you for a pattern. Um, and if you can kind of start to notice it, um, or if you remember and keep yourself grounded to not take anything for too much when you first talk to somebody, right? Like, man, people change. Like, it could be, you know, somebody a year later, everything seems different, and that's fine. Like, people change or whatever. But, um, yeah, like, what you see, don't don't say, oh, this is the one, because he said, oh, man, girl, like, your last name, my last name was sound good with you, and now you're messed up for the next four years because you can't understand, why would he say that to me? And he didn't mean it. But, yeah, that's future faking. And I think part of this whole when you're in a healthy place and when you're dating, you don't you don't stick to everything. Like it doesn't have to be that deep. Yeah. I mean and, and even if it is, you you kind of let it roll. Like mm-hmm. you just know that there's like ebbs and flows in life. And like so, you don't hear from them the next week and then it's like, oh, okay. Oh, okay, I guess. Yeah. Or you reach out and it's not like, man, he ain't text me back. Like, forget him. Like, I'm done. Or whatever. It's like, no, like you you can call that person and it's yeah. not in your chest. Like, because there you have a relationship and a friendship mm-hmm. and something established. Or if you don't, you call them and you might be want to be like, hey, you know, what's, what's up? How are you? But you can come to them from a place of, hey, how are you? You know, I haven't heard from you while I'm just talking to you versus dang, you ain't going to call me or from a certain way. But even in doing that, you call them and they don't answer, then you stop calling them. Like, Yeah. I feel that's it. That's such a healthy space. Like, And it feels good to be in yeah. there because I remember when it used to like, be like, oh, man, he ain't called. And I started like, questioning mm-hmm. myself. And that's kind of... Like, you start um, looking at their tweets and like, damn, well, he out here and like, talking media, and Exactly. Stuff. But then um, not to me. you start questioning yourself like, well, dang, is it something that I did? Like, maybe I'm not enough. And I feel like the onus so often like people own. Mm-hmm. But like, you don't, you're not that person's whole world and you kind of have to take yourself off that pedestal. Like you don't make or break that person. And so taking that off and not letting them do the same thing to you, like them not being romantically interested in you or being interested Mm -hmm. in them pulling back doesn't make you any less of a person. Mm -hmm. That's just not your person or not one of your people or however. Yeah, and that's a good point too, that it is a lot of times on our side, ego-driven when you're upset about somebody not being all about you or showing you whatever particular attention. Um, Consider that sometimes you're, also the same type of person that you may attract if you're having this a lot, which I would actually say, and looking back, I I have been. Like, I personally feel if you are always with people who are emotionally unavailable or mm. who always are playing that game, it takes two to be in a situationship, and it takes two people to be ambiguous. So that means that you have not said, hey, I would like to do this, and then made your move off of that. So um, it's on you also to challenge your own um where you stand emotionally or with maturity or your own availability as well. So also I say that to say that there's been times I've listened to like Natalie Lou's podcast and she'll talk about, um, you know, like usually you're kind of talking about the other person. And sometimes I think like, yo, I've been the person she's talking about <laughs> talking to, you know yeah. what I mean? So sometimes I, I think about it like, well, why don't we ever talk about like, you know, looking at how do you operate sometimes? And it's easy to feel like, dang, like dudes always do this or they always do that. And sometimes it's not necessarily the right frame, you know, and, I, and I've identified myself on both sides. So all of that is to say our focus in this guide to anti-situationship is that healthy focus on yourself, which is the key to everything, the key to every podcast we talk about. You know. Yeah. And noticing like whenever you are being that person, I just want to go back to it takes two people to be mm-hmm. in a situation. Like I can sit here and be like, he did all these things to me. He lied. Trick. I stayed like I was the person who was waiting. And so that was a big deal like for me. And like that's mm-hmm. helped me grow a lot in my self-love. Like, well, why am I waiting for someone who was not emotionally available for me? Mm-hmm. Like, why is that the thing? And so that led to a lot of self-reflection and helping me get to healthy, like healthier spaces. But how do you know if it's healthy or not? 
Mm. I would say you're probably in an unhealthy space if there's a lot of time sucking, like obsessive thoughts. If there is you lacking on your own stuff, you need to be taken care of. I'm trying to think back, like with myself, like anytime I've been like super, like trying to make this happen a certain way or go after this person or why don't they call me every day or whatever. I wasn't popping off on my like getting as much work done as I should, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I remember I had final exams and I drove up to see this guy and said like, I, like I didn't even take my final exam in in a grad school class, like for what? Like that, you know, stuff like that is just like ridiculous. But it's all of a sudden, um, I think when an outside force, this outside person or whoever, um, is taking up more of your space in your life than you are. Mm. That's really when it's unhealthy. And and when it doesn't feel good, I guess you could say, too, back to the first things we were saying, like, when it, it, it just doesn't feel good and you're incapable of, like, shaking it off or letting it go. Because um, you may be like, all right, man, forget him. Like, I'm not going to call him. But then still, like, it's hard. Like, you'll still think about it and, you know, maybe you go back and forth with kind of reaching out or they, if they reach out the right way, hit you with that future text. It's like, <laughs> dang, you fall back in. So, you know, it's still a process. But um, I think you can tell by maybe like the peace you feel and mm. and the confidence you feel like in moving and living and doing your thing without being kind of always thinking about them in your orbit. Mm-hmm. No, I love that. Um, we've done a, um, a relationship episode in the past. Like, how do you know you're ready to be in a uh-huh, romantic relationship? Uh-huh. But if you're in this space, but you're not in a relationship, like how can that look like? How can you, or how can we like, I guess, enjoy this space and, and maximize it. Hmm. You know what's really cool about, in a weird way, what's really cool about, and you can't say being with somebody, so it's like hard to talk about this because it's like that's the point is that you're not in a relationship, defined relationship with this person. And we're talking mm-hmm. about, in, in case we weren't very clear, like that there is somebody that you're really into. You maybe talk to them, but you feel like that's in a healthy space, um, but you're still available. So I think it's really cool that. I think that only works to be in a space with that person where you can talk to them, you can laugh, joke, y'all know what's going on with each other. Um, you can do whatever you want to do and you don't feel any, like, because this may look different for any everybody. Yeah. But like, so so if it doesn't feel bad to you, you're like, okay, you feel confident, good. Like, you know, if you don't talk to them for a couple of days, you're fine. I think what's interesting and cool is like, that's when you're in like the best relationship. It's like you, the connection is really what we look for in the relationship. Mm-hmm. And this way, it's almost like you've built this connection with somebody that just does not have those rules on it yet. And so to be okay with that means that you're still top. And I feel like that still allows you to really be yourself even more so than if you're saying, oh, yeah, we're boyfriend and girlfriend, and it's still not quite like that connection. I think I'd rather it be this way because... I feel like I can be my total self. I answer FaceTime looking like whatever. Um, I can say like, oh, yeah, me and this dude hung out. Like, you can be you. You can talk about your life. You cannot answer the phone because you're working and you're taking care of your business. Um, And you can be there with that person when you want, do the things you want with them. But nothing changes if they're there or not. Yeah. And them being there is an added bonus in all of those spaces. I can be in a space with this person. And stuff like I can go on dates and I'm still o- very much open to that might turn into something quickly. Like I have a client who met somebody in Vegas in May, last May, and now they got a house together. And while as their her client or as my client, you know, we talked about her dating and stuff. And, you know, it's the same old, everybody has the same issues and stuff. 
And all of a sudden, it was just like, boom, like, this dude was like, I'm with you. He was doing all this awesome stuff, helping her with her work, being supportive, like nothing like creepy or extra or nothing. Yeah. Um, and was really showing, like, yeah, I really want to be with you. Um, they just got a house. And like, and it's like, oh, how things click when it's right, right? And so you're okay knowing, man, I love you or we are cool and we do all of this and I'd love to be with you. But you're not that person right now. And so this other person might be and it might flip like that and everything's yeah. awesome. Or you continue doing your thing and when the time is right, that will work. Does that make sense or yeah. does that sound crazy no, saying it? No, but, that, but that's the thing is I'm in the same space that you yeah. are. But I think sometimes we sound crazy to other people with this. And that, yeah, and it's like <laughs> we're talking as we think it, but it's like this is what you want because you're in a space where you're not accepting anything that you don't want. Exactly, and that's the difference. I think it's that communication. So the most important part of a relationship is like a friendship. And for me, mm -hmm. um, that's like a, it sounds crazy, but kind of a learned thing because I used to, just want to be that person's everything. But at the same time, like whenever, if you get married, let's say if you want to, and like 50 years down the line, like they're going to see you at your worst. They're going to see some mm -hmm. stuff that, you know, you have to have a friendship to carry yourself through like all of these life challenges mm -hmm. and everything that you're doing. And so in building that, I think it's important to do that as opposed to just dating to get married or go into mm -hmm. a relationship. And this is just a me personal thing, but people can kind of hide who they are. Like if I only see you on Friday night for date nights and like, or you don't have that, that they're friendship. hiding sometimes they're showing you what you think. They're showing, they're, they're controlling. Cause what, I wanted to say something back to what you just said. What they want me with to see. With the same thing. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You said, um, dang, you said, um, they're going to see some stuff. No, that, you said, I want to be your everything. And I think that's where, it, that's, that's where you get your issue mm -hmm. because by you dating to be somebody's everything, there's no you growing into the big, you know, I'm big dog Lex. Like, who am I supposed to be? You know what I mean? Yeah. And so now as you go and move forward, like, what are they, what is it getting out of you? There's, you are not there. You have become a character for them type thing. And so you're kind of missing out on the flair of even, again, being yourself, which I think is that biggest thing about being with the right person or not being with a person because you know, maybe that one aspect isn't right, but now I have the freedom to figure that out with whoever I need to. So it's not about trying to be anybody's anything. Mm -hmm. When it works out well and it's healthy, it's like we work together because we can both be ourselves and everything's popping. And it just and it just happens. And that's the mm -hmm. thing is like you're building this relationship and that's that's really important. It feels good to be in a space like where I can like be myself and mm -hmm. also be open to other things. Mm -hmm. I think that's Another thing that happens in situationships is like one oh, person true. be in a relationship, but the other person is not. Oh, and it's yeah, like, that's yeah. real awkward, but it's like, they never told you to stop dating other people. And yeah. Yeah, they might have actually told you like, actually, I'm dating other people too. But in your head, you're like, no, I'm going to prove mm -hmm. to you that I'm the one. And then no. you're mad mm -mm. that they're doing their thing mm -hmm. and you may not want to, but that means you need to be okay with them doing that them or doing that. you need to fall back a little bit. And you have to be completely honest with yourself. Like if mm -hmm. that's something that you can do, then good. But mm -hmm. if you are waiting, if you're not, we do be lying to ourselves. If you're not open to other people in other situations or even not even open to it not working out the way that you mm -hmm. think you want it to work out That's you a have big to key. do some reflection and let it go because you can get so caught up in things like nah that is my person that's the only mm -hmm. person on earth and then nah fam they told you straight up what it was from jump and you yeah. stayed where I am with that because you said something about what you where you wanted to go or where you wanted to be and I found that I look at things now more so because of some of our last episodes is you know, what's the intentions and what's the goals? And so for me, I can have a goal where I can say, man, my goal is I'd love for us to be together in whatever type of relationship, married or whatever it is. But that's not what I'm, 
operating with you from versus my intention is to wake up every day and see you with fresh eyes and let you be you and love and respect you, right? And so to think about that way every day, that makes it so Lex easy. Lex over here writing vows. Uh, that's what it sounds like, <laughs> it right? <does. laughs> but it makes it so easy because it's like, mm. that's all I need to do every day is just let you be yourself and it, it's fine. We're, we're cool. That's one of the most healthy things is just letting people be themselves, like taking off your stories and your expectations and this box that you try to put them in or this pedestal that you have them on and just letting them be themselves. Like that is true, true love. And in, in my opinion is to let people show up the way that they show up and trust them to do the things that they need to do for themselves and to love themselves and to experience life however they experience it. And you just loving them while they're doing mm-hmm. that. You're in a space where it's not so much neediness. It's not the clinginess. And I think those are the things that come from you projecting this end goal of what you want out of this thing or out of this person. Um, But also, I mean, as you can hear from us, kind of, we may not have quite sold you on it, but there's a lot of positives, I think, from being in this space. And regardless of, like, where you are, like, if any type of like not in a relationshipness. Mm-hmm. Like I think there's a lot of benefits Jen, just having that time for yourself. So one is like freedom, like being able to move and like, man, I want to go to China tomorrow. Bet. Okay. Buy a mm-hmm. ticket, like do whatever you need to do. And there's not anybody to like report to, to think about. You're not making moves like, Oh, if I do this, what will they think? Like you're just kind of just free to do whatever mm-hmm. you want to do regardless. Yeah, You don't necessarily need a cosign per se. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would also um, say that in that same line, you can explore other people and other situations as well. So if you feel comfortable um, with dating people or, and I'm not even saying it like, oh, I'm going to put 10 dates on my calendar this week because we're not together. Like, not necessarily like that, but, you know, maybe you bump into somebody and you talk to them and you're like, oh, this was a good convo. And when they ask you, hey, do you want to, you know, go out sometime? You know how sometimes you're like, ah, you feel bad. Like, kind of, you're like, mm-hmm. dang, like, I kind of, you know, like, like this guy really, you know, kind of want that to be a thing, but but sometimes it's like, but you, you know, that we had a cool conversation. All right, you know, like, sure, let's go out. Um, and so just being open, I think, to it. Um, again, not trying to do that whole. It's a difference when you trying to be out or show somebody else tattoo arm in your story, and you trying to be that person to like lead them on or get a reaction again, which is what are your intentions? the situation ship right? Mm-hmm. Manage your uh, manage your motivations to it. Um, but yeah, like girl or guy like do your thing that ain't your girl (laughs) (laughs) I mean and and that's real Um, and that's real and I I think this is important to talk about because a lot of the people in my life are in this space Mm -hmm. or have been in this space and we've all like ebbed and flowed in and out of situationships Mm -hmm. and relationships and all this and I think the healthiest part is like getting to this space where you are comfortable with who you are and how you are and then being able to share that and build with people. So being honest with, you know, yourself about what your needs and wants Mm -hmm. and expectations are and being vulnerable with other people, like even in these situations, like, you know, like, hey, dog, you kind of hurt my feelings with that and having a conversation. Who who are you talking to in this case? Um, You and the person mm -hmm. that you're in that anti-situationship with? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like talking to them and being like, hey, like, you can say what you want to say because if they want to go, all right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. it, and it sucks. It's like, oh man, but like at the same time, okay, like it is what it is. And it's also again, isn't us trying to say like be disrespectful or be extra because that's not what it is either. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a friend and as somebody you can talk to, if this is somebody you have a real connection with, you can be open with them, or you should be able to. Otherwise, that's a sign that you know. And I guess that's what it is. If these things are kind of uncomfortable, that's kind of a sign that um, you're not okay with where you guys are, probably. Um, or you need to 
uh, have those conversations maybe with that person if you're not clear. And that's a stark difference in like the situationship mm-hmm. that I used to be in and then the anti-situationship that I'm in now is like being able to you know, speak my mind and advocate for those things. Like one, like I didn't feel comfortable, but why? Like, oh, I didn't want him to leave or I wanted him to pick me or whatever it was. But now it's like, I don't care. Like we're, we're friends. Like we can have this conversation and it mm-hmm. just is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Um, you get to be yourself, show them who you really are, which is good because that sets you up for actual growth in your life versus a lot of times when, like we said before, you kind of are the person you think they want to be with or, you know, you do things a certain way for them and then further down the road, you get to this point where it's like, man, I get to choose my purpose or I choose this relationship because now they don't align. Um, and I think the divorce rate is super high and people are connecting themselves before they've connected themselves, <laughs> been connected with themselves before they connect with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's where it's like, oh, shoot, now I got to backtrack later. Um, so I think that whole self-discovery journal and understanding journey and understanding your authentic self is the biggest key in this and that you should practice that. I think that's actually a actionable thing is practice responding how you really feel or how you, how, what you really think uh, in certain situations instead of um, if when you're talking, you're constantly trying to filter a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, again, make it make sense. Don't wall out, but um, practice that. Just being real or, or actually answer that FaceTime when you still got That's your hair wrapped up. That's what I was about up, to say. You know what I mean? And see how you feel. Yep. And not hitting them cute angles on FaceTime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, another one is like establishing your boundaries. And so figuring out what you're comfortable with and rolling with that. Like if you are in this anti-situationship and you're like, okay, well, that means, you know, I, you know, I have freedom. I don't have to answer mm-hmm. all these things or I can, or we have a date once a week or you figure out. Oh yeah. This was the news thing for me. I was like, why did I write that? I remember putting that because it was like, so, you, so things you feel comfortable doing, like if you, you might love this person or I want to be with them, whatever, but it's like, yo, we're not off officially in a relationship. So there's certain things I don't want to do. And like, maybe you had it before and like, maybe we could do it in the future, but I don't want to do that right now because that's not where we are. And I don't want to be in a gray area. So again, for me, I, there's certain things for me that's like, oh, that's too gray area for me. Um, yeah, we'll still flirt, whatever, but um, there's certain things I don't really want to do because we're not in a relationship. So for me, I keep it there. That way I'm never upset because I never extended myself, overextended myself rather, into any space that I didn't want to be in to feel resentment or to feel regret. So I don't have no problem. And I like the motivation behind that. It's like not overextending to make them feel more comfortable or to try to get them to do anything or get a reaction or to keep this status or whatever with them. You're just setting boundaries and operating with how you feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. And that does create a better relationship with that person and also teaches them like to respect your boundaries and like what you will and Mm -hmm. won't do. And And that's really how we're supposed to teach people what your boundaries are by actually acting on them. Because too often we're saying or tweeting, yeah, you got one time to do this and it's never again. And like all this stuff. And it's like, dog, like I see you trying to convince yourself, but those are the ones you can keep going back to over and over and over and over. But to not have to say those things or not to make a threat to anybody or an ultimatum to anybody and to actually just act on those things. Like they do something you don't like, like I might be good on you for a minute. Like, or until we talk about it, or I might say, yeah, that wasn't cool. But yeah. standing in that and not having to talk about what your boundaries are all the time. Yeah, it's just standing in your power, mm-hmm. like owning who you are, where you are, how you are, and letting, I mean, of course, always with self-awareness and reflection and growth, but owning those things and not bending to try to get something to be a certain yes. way or to do something. It's just being you. Just yes. be you, Dad. And I think that's the key, to be you and then to not lose yourself. 
And I think a lot of us know what it feels like when you're kind of losing yourself. And um, um, we oftentimes aren't stable or secure in like who we are, like self-identity, all those things too. And so to make your identity that relationship or that person, it like totally like shakes you up and alters you. Um, but when it's on you, it's just you're so much more of a pillar and everything around you is kind of just like part of like my world right now, but it could be different next week. It could be, you know, different in a year, whatever. There's still space for growth. But again, just like living like that is the same as the conversations we were saying earlier. It allows you to not have to have resentment. And I think that we should live our lives really understanding what we need, what we want. And you focus on that and you let the right people who um, line up with those things be in your life, whether it's to work with, to have relationships with or whatever it may be. Um, so all of this like keys down to like you. It does. And allowing anything that doesn't fall in alignment to fall off and being yeah. okay with that and making sure you're anchoring to yourself, like your wants, your needs, your purpose, everything that you're doing and honoring yourself. Mm. And then if they're still there and it still works out, then mm. that's a big sign. But if you're only going to be happy if they text you in the morning or call you mm -hmm. or if they do all the things that you want them to do, like I think that's a big sign that some things need to be updated and changed. Yeah, I think we're always talking about, um, and we as in like in general in society, I feel like we're always talking about being happy yourself. And I guess this is kind of part of it. But I also want to say that like, I think it's okay to want companionship. It's okay to want mm -hmm. a partner. It's okay to want a relationship. And it's very important to be very clear about that. Like earlier when Carly was saying like, don't lie to yourself. I think it's about that. And that if you want a relationship, then give this person some space so you can actually go out and date people who want to be with you. Um, so again, it's like, realizing a situation for what it is and then honoring your wants and your needs, which you need to be clear on and understand. And knowing that it's okay if it takes time yeah. to develop a friendship, to develop whatever it can it work does really take time fast. to develop a friendship. Exactly. Like a and real friendship. That way, just because in every movie, every fucking movie, and I keep, I think about it more and more because like this topic is, is in conversations with friends. And as I see movies, it's like, yeah, of course we, you know, think this way. And of course you rush everything and you just met somebody and you're like, wow, this is the one because every movie is <laughs> the love story is just like, boop, we met or something happened and doom, 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 doom. Or not even that, but it's just like the whole drama of it where it's like, that's not how any of your real life relationships are, except the ones that are just dramatic and that you don't actually feel good in. So common thread. And I love when we were talking, she, um, Alexia said a quote that I love. She was like, your healthy relationships are a result of the healthiest you. Mm -hmm. Like if I look at my relationship with myself and my growth in self-love and self-reflection and awareness and maturity, like my relationships really reflect that and everything that didn't fell the fuck off. Mm -hmm. All of them are gone. Like, <laughs> And you don't miss it. And it's like, why are you holding on to, again, those old stories? Why are you holding on to like dramas and things that you don't need because they're not allowing you to move forward in your work or in a better relationship or with whatever else it is? So really making sure that you give yourself the priority um, and in that, you find a good partner. You can find a good, something that feels good and is helpful for you right now and for mutually helpful to both of you. Mm -hmm. um, that is still what you need right now. Um, and it allows you to be free to figure that out. So Yeah, give your space the time and give yourself the space mm -hmm. and the time to figure out what it is that you want and to build that. Mm -hmm. um, is there anything else we kind of need to talk about with that? I think. I, think I feel like that was a good 
kind of well-rounded <laughs> conversation around that, or at least I think it should be clear, like kind of how, where we are with that space. Um, and I would encourage all of you to examine yourself and your relationship with yourself, regardless again of if you're married, single or whatever, but just kind of examine your space in that and examine the things that trigger you about your relationships mm-hmm. or other people or um, notice how you change with certain people or other people and just be aware of those things and start to think about how, you know, what if I was really myself or or how can I be more myself um, to make things a better fit? And how can your partner or partners or whoever find you if you're not being yourself? Like, mm-hmm. also, that's a thing. Like, how, how will they know? How mm-hmm. will they see you if you are not being right. you? We want somebody so bad that we turn into something else. <laughs> like, that doesn't make but then sense. we're not. That's wanting really that. that end goal more than you want to, you know, live the life you're supposed to live. And I think it's that change in priority. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So you guys have a great Valentine's Day and yeah. week and love month and everything, whatever else is going on. Love people every day. Um, love. Yeah. Um, so happy Valentine's Day from the couch. And we're going to end this with our question of dun, the dun, week. Dun, dun. What is one mistake that you will never, ever, ever, ever mm. make again? Mm. I got one if you think it. Oh, go ahead. Thanks. I'm trying to think. I will never not choose myself. Mm. I will never not choose myself, meaning I will always choose myself in, in everything. Um, That's good. Yeah. Um, I was going to say something like... Um, I will never have an open container of liquid near my computer without one of those things on it because I fry my computer multiple times before. And right now we're looking at it with my cover off because I cannot find it. (laughs) And I've been gripping my tea (laughs) feverishly this whole time, close to me. (laughs) So I would say things like that. Man, I've messed up a lot of property because of dumb, like little not paying attention things. And so I've learned that it makes way more sense to... um, be better and more preventative with stuff like that. Doc, I did. Um, have you ever done like one of those clumsy things as you see like on movies? Like how did that shit, how did she even oh, yeah, fall into that door? Every day. <laughs> I just told you this morning I had like four plates on the counter when I was trying to make breakfast. Like I just need one plate. Like I kept going in and out, in and out. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes when you're just doing too much all over the place, like I know that's how I am. And so I got to make sure like, things are in order. I had one the other day. I was like walking out of a door with a cup of coffee and I had my mm-hmm. backpack on like, little door and, and I'm like walking that. no I walked into the door I tried to grab it and it hit it and so is this glass door my coffee <laughs> shot up and then the whole cut like everything just was going down the door and I, it was a lot but it's just sloppy as hell <laughs> it was like 8 30 in the morning like get your life together Carly yeah it'd be like that we just gotta slow down sometimes yeah um we appreciate you listening and we will see you again next week bye